that is, you know, but <laughs> you don't blame them. We have, we have a very passionate fan base, and, and they're here to score. They're here to watch us score touchdowns, and we're not scoring touchdowns. We're not, we're not getting first downs. We're not moving the ball. We, you know, we obviously can't throw the ball. So, um, of course, they're going to be frustrated. As Jets head coach Robert Sala says, fans haven't seen the last of Zach Wilson after benching him against the Jaguars last night. Was this Zach Wilson's final start for the Jets? And you being a resident Jets fan here on the show, Zach, the mic is yours. Yeah, well, so I think for me, what makes the Jets right now and this so this whole situation so frustrating is I think we're going to be going into this offseason wondering about the question, what would have happened if the Jets had better quarterback play and if Zach Wilson didn't start these last two games against the Jaguars and Lions because losing these two games at home, it really signaled the end of the Jets season. It's going to be very difficult now for the Jets uh, to make the playoffs, unfortunately. But I think what's so frustrating is when you watch Zach Wilson play, the number two overall pick in the draft only a few years ago, it is clear that he just doesn't know how to play the quarterback position. He doesn't take what the defense gives him. He's just incapable of making those simple throws that if you want to succeed in the league, you have to make. And I understand he has a big arm. He's very athletic. He's mobile. And in a lot of people are going to say the Jets aren't giving him enough time. Like when you draft a, a quarterback, you're going to have to give him as much time as possible to develop and to succeed. But the issue with that is this Jets roster is ready to win right now. And I think they're a little bit uh, ahead of schedule, even compared to what Joe Douglas and Robert Sala said. And Zach Wilson's one thing, right? It's been clear that he's been really struggling. It's looking like this pick is just going to turn out to be an out-and-out disaster. But at the same time, I wanted to talk a little bit about Robert Sala because he's made a few decisions over the course of the last few weeks that really have cost the Jets, in my opinion. And it starts off very simply uh, by keeping Zach Wilson in the game yesterday a little bit too long. When we saw uh, Chris Drebler, a guy that quite honestly, Will, has no business being an NFL quarterback. He was playing in the CFL not too long ago, and he's the fourth string quarterback for this Jets team. When the Jets pulled Zach Wilson and bring Chris Drebler into the game, a guy that, again, has no business being an NFL quarterback, the Jets offense looks the best it has all night. They start driving the ball down the field. And if that's not a signal to Robert Sala and to Joe Douglas that Zach Wilson, he's not the guy right now, I don't know what to tell them. Because when I hear Robert Sala say after the game, we still haven't seen the best of Zach and he's getting better. I don't understand. I don't know how the locker room and the Jets fan base is supposed to see that and not freak out considering what's gone down this season. And the fact that if the Jets just had better quarterback play, they'd most likely be a playoff team right now. And one last thought on Joe Douglas. I think he's done a really good job building this roster, improving it. And the Jets are a little bit ahead of schedule. I don't think anyone really expected to win eight or seven games going into the season. But at the same time, that only matters so much if you don't have your quarterback and Joe Douglas, as great of a job as he's, as he's done drafting this team and developing this team, he blew the pick at quarterback, the most important pick. And we're seeing over the course of the last few weeks, the Jets started off uh, five and two, but after that week seven win in Denver, they lose Brees Hall. They lose Elijah Vera Tucker, a very good offensive lineman. And since then the team has just been getting worse because it's not really sustainable. If you just have, terrible quarterback play, no matter how good your defense is or how good your running game or offensive line or even your coaching is, you just need a little bit 
from the quarterback position in order to win. And Zach Wilson right now is just not capable of doing that. So I think it's just really frustrating waking up on this Friday morning, knowing if the Jets just had better, more competent quarterback play, not even saying great quarterback play, literally just what Mike White has been giving them when he's been in action. I actually think he he reminds me a little bit of Chad Pennington in the sense that he's not the greatest quarterback in the world, but he was underdrafted. He knows the offense. And when you give him just some parts around him, he's going to be able to get the job done. And clearly with Zach Wilson, that's not the case. And it's really frustrating. Well, I'm not going to lie. Tough time waking up this Friday morning. It's crazy because I do agree with Jared here in the comments as I actually got to fully read the comments here. You know, I think obviously the best chance for New York to sustain W's is to start Mike White, you know, have him be the guy running your offense and including the packages for a guy like, you know, um, Chris, I don't even know the cat name, bro. You know what I'm saying? This guy just came out of nowhere last night, okay? Throw him in there, kind of like a Taysom Hill role where you, you know, you get him the ball to create and, and do some running packages. You know, that's what he reminded me of when I saw him. I was like, oh, that's Taysom Hill. Okay, so, you know, use him as well, create some opportunities for him to get the ball movement. And I think that's why they kind of, like, threw him in the game instead of, you know, going to Joe Flacco. Because for a second, I was saying in my mind, I'm like, wait, hold up. Why is this cat in the game and not Joe Flacco? You know, but you know what you're going to get from Joe Flacco as a defense, Mr. Checkdown guy, right? At least with this guy, you don't know this guy. You don't know the film. So I guess that was part of the thinking, the logic thinking here. Let's throw this cat out there who nobody knows about, who, you know, you can't really, like, defend him like that because you don't know how, how he is. You don't know who this cat is. So that was a good move. It just was a little bit too late, like you said. Now to answer the question, yes. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. This is the final game as it started. Should be. At least it should be, right? This guy's a bum. This guy's trash. You know what's crazy? You know, we did a show a couple weeks ago when the Vikings beat the Jets, and we had a debate. Myself, um, Zay was on, and Cuzzo was on, Freddie, right? And we debated, even in the loss, should we be optimistic about the Jets? And I was the only one that came on the mic and said, no, I'm not. And the reason why I did so was because, in all actuality, even though the Jets have some stars that they drafted in the making, Gad Wilson, I'm a fan of him, right? Guy, I see him as being that guy, no matter who the quarterback is. His mantra is, I'm going to make a play. I like a guy like that with that mentality. Even though you got a guy like DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, right? Those guys over there, Quentin Williams, even though you got those foundational pieces, you're missing the most viable position on the football field, and that's quarterback. And if you don't have that, I don't care how stout your roster is or what you think you're building. You have nothing unless you have that guy. And that's why I could look at the Lions and the Jaguars, who they played last night and last week, and say I actually have more faith in their short-term and long-term you know, outlook more than the Jets because guess what? They have one viable piece, quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, I never lost hope in this brother. When everybody was ready to write his obituary after last season with Urban Meyer, I said to myself, man, I know that guy can play. Just his mentality, just his skill set. And guess what? He showed it the last couple of weeks. The Lions, I don't know if they're going to go with golf for the future, but if they do choose to do so, they have a guy. And if they choose to draft another quarterback, they have a top five pick to get a guy. That's why I have more faith in those franchises more than I do the Jets right now. And um, Zach, before I pass the rock to you, Zach Wilson, he just doesn't look comfortable, right? He doesn't know how to react to what the defenses are doing. 
right? And when they change the play at the line, he just doesn't know. The speed is moving too fast for him. And he looks like a guy that really is not built to play in the NFL. Like there's some guys where you could look at and be like, maybe a couple years will do the job. I'm looking at this cat. And I don't see nothing in sight, at least with Josh Allen. When I was like, oh, this guy's a bust, I saw something. I'm like, he could play in the National Football League, give him a couple years. With this cat right here, I'm, I'm like, is he built to play in the National Football League? I don't think so. And I'm going to send this rock back to you with this, Zach. I know you're not a fan of tanking. I know it's not in your DNA. Listen, I don't like losing either. I'm as competitive as they come, okay? But at the same time, I understand taking the L for a W. I'm actually in that spot in my life right now in my career. Taking the L, okay, walking around with an L on my face, a loser, because I know in the long term I want to be a winner, okay? And if you're the Jets, you lost one game that I wanted to go back to against the Rams a couple years ago. You won that game, excuse me, against the Rams where that was the biggest upset of that season. And that win with Sam Donald gave the Jaguars position to draft Trevor Lawrence. And now we come to this game. Trevor Lawrence is on the Jaguars and not the Jets. And you know what? I always going to go back to that game and be like, listen, that's the game that did it for y'all because y'all could have had that guy. And who's talking about that game that y'all won right now? Nobody. We talking about the quarterback that stunk it up last night. And that's just what it is. Well, it's funny. Everyone remembers that game. What a lot of people don't remember is the next week, the Jets actually won their second game of the season, uh, beating the Browns when their whole uh, receiving core caught COVID and Baker Mayfield didn't know uh, what he was doing out there. But yeah, those two wins, they're going to go down as probably the most damaging wins in the history of the Jets franchise. And if you remember, we were doing shows at that time. I really didn't want to go 0-16. I, I said, save that for the Detroit Lions. That would be embarrassing. But long-term, did winning those games hurt us in the long run? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was on full display last night. Going back to uh, Zach Wilson, though, I think the issue here, though, for me, a lot of it is I'm trying my best to give him and Robert Salas some time. I I understand it's not going to be easy for someone right away to step into the league and just play well. We saw that with all of these rookie quarterbacks last year. But when you compare Zach Wilson to Justin Fields and everything he's doing in Chicago with not a lot of help, not a lot of playmakers around him, it's really frustrating. And when we look back at that 2021 draft, when we see the Jets taking Zach Wilson and everyone that went after him from Jamar Chase to Micah Parsons to Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn to Justin Fields to uh, the receivers in that draft, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, like there are just so many guys that went in that draft that could have helped this Jet team or they could have just traded the pick and got multiple first-round picks back for that uh, number two overall pick. And that is going to go down as a pick that might really cost uh, this franchise going forward. And I'm really curious to see what exactly Joe Douglas and Robert Sala do going into next season just because it's going to be year five for Joe Douglas. It's going to be year three for Robert Sala. And eventually the wins and the playoff appearances have to come. There's so many options they could look after from just bringing back Mike White, who even knows what they do with Zach Wilson. He's going to be under contract for two more years. Does a team out there maybe want to take a chance on him? The Jets probably wouldn't get much back. But do you bring in, you know, a veteran quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, if he's available, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously familiar with uh, Matt LaFleur or Michael Floor and uh, Robert Sala, uh, Geno Smith, a former Jet. Like there are just so many options uh, that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are going to have this offseason. And when they know like, OK, we have to win right now, this could be it. Uh, that quarterback position where the Jets go with it, that's going to be one of the major storylines going into the offseason for sure. And in closing for me. 
I would say that even though I kind of took a shot at the Jets hopefuls with my statement about them not really being more, you know, I guess you could say me not being more optimistic about them than the Lions and the Jaguars, I would say this, though. There's always a catch. There's a flip side to everything. If they get a veteran, like you just alluded to, maybe a Derek Carr, maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo, hell, maybe a Tom Brady, then with the collection of star talent that they have in Young Bulls, then potentially, you know, they ride in that echelon or probably even better. So we have to see. It's all about getting the quarterback position right. That's the most important position. You need to get it right. Mike White, I know he's been playing well. You may think you have a guy in that guy, but I remember last year, sort of like this year, he played with a little momentum. He gets hurt in a game against the Colts, and everything is downhill from there. So there's another situation where he gets hurt. Now, obviously, you know, I'm not saying he's injury prone. It was a rib injury. Anybody can get hurt by getting sacked and, you know. But at the same time, you know, I feel like I'm watching a carousel. And when you have a quarterback carousel, that's never a good sign. So they need to get that guy. One more point that I have here is that um, I think the problem with Zach Wilson, and I'm not going to let him off the hook. Like I said before, I can judge from my eyes and tell if a quarterback is built to play in the National Football League, and I don't see him fitting that description. But to cut him a little bit of slack, I think when you look at the season of the Jets, right, they thought going into this year, there was going to be a two-year process to build a championship-level contender. But then things changed, right? The league kind of got, you know, a little bit underwhelming. You know, teams that we thought were going to be dominant wasn't. And guys that they drafted started to become studs. Brees Hall, you know, um, Garrett Wilson. And then they was like, oh, hold up. We see a pathway where we can actually make a playoff and not make a playoff. We have a championship-level defense. Let's go for it. And that kind of, you know, made them less patient to deal with some of the knickknacks with Zach Wilson because it's like, all right, we are actually trying to win now. Times have changed. Zach Wilson, step your game up, bro. We need you right now. And it's like, well, Zach Wilson was trying to, you know, he was built to be a quarterback that's developed. He's not a Patrick Mahomes where you can just do that right away and compete. Nah, he needs to be developed. And right now the Jets either should do two things, try to develop that guy, they believe in that guy, or try to get rid of this dude, however they can get rid of this dude, or bury him in the depth chart and get them a guy. One last point for me, and I think of all of the bad that came out of Thursday night, at least the Jets know going into next season what the fate of Zach Wilson is. The Jets are not going to be able to just bring him back and put him under center to start next season, which is good in the sense that they're not wasting any time. The one thing we could take away from this season, even though it's terrible that this playoff drought most likely isn't going to end, is that Zach Wilson is not the answer as this team's future franchise quarterback. And the Jets uh, going into this offseason need to do whatever they can to fix that position because around the quarterback position, they're not that far away. I know a lot of people were getting on the Jets defense last night, and it wasn't their best effort. They could have played better. But at the end of the day, they did only hold a Jaguars offense that's been playing really well the last few weeks. They only held them to 19 points. And when you look at the Jets offense, I mean, the Jaguars defense, this was the first time since October that they held an opponent to under 20 points. And it's just crazy to me still that as soon as the Jets take Zach Wilson out of the game, whether it's Mike White or Strebler, the offense immediately starts moving. It immediately looks better. And I'm just going to look back also to start this season. Zach Wilson gets hurt in training camp. And 
a lot of people were devastated about it, including myself, because we didn't know when he was going to come back eventually or originally it looked like it might've been a torn ACL and he would be out for the season, but the jets decided to start Joe Flacco the first few games of the season over Mike white. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that they knew if they would have started Mike white, there would have been no reason to go back to Zach Wilson because Mike white probably would have played well. And at the beginning of the season, the jets were doing, they were prioritizing everything around the number two overall pick and developing him. But as the season went on, times changed and winning right now became the immediate priority. And that's what leaves this franchise in a little bit of a hole right now. And that's why I keep saying as good of a job as Joe Douglas did drafting all these players and improving the team right away, he also could have made one of the worst picks ever at the most important position, which is hard to do. It's hard to have to be that extreme on both sides of the spectrum in only your fourth year as GM. You literally have drafted great at every other position besides the most important one, quarterback. And that's why the team is in balance, right? Unbalanced. And, you know, Mike LaFleur, he's hit or miss when it comes to his play calling, right? He'd do some good things. I'm like, oh, okay, that was innovative. Then he'd do like, yo, what are you doing, bro? You can't, you know, you have to choose, you know, which side you want to be on. Weird, though, because... LaFleur will do a lot of things with Zach Wilson that I don't love. He kept him in the pocket way too much. He's clearly better on the run. But then it's also, as soon as Zach Wilson comes out of the game, the offense looks good and and LaFleur looks good. So that tells me a lot about the quarterback. Doug.